Feeling lost on LinkedIn? Scrolling endlessly past polished profiles without getting noticed? Don't fear. LinkedIn whisperer Louise Brogan is here to show you the secret sauce. Tune in to Strategy Talks as we crack the coat of authentic visibility on LinkedIn and transform your LinkedIn from lonely ghost town to the bustling network hub. Get ready to race your visibility with Strategy Talks. Here we go. Let's strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday, and it is Strategy Talks once more. Um, if you watch this little clip, this little video, if you were listening, you would not have seen it, but it says guests from all around the world. And today's guest is from Northern Ireland. Um, I've had a guest last week, I had a guest from um, Trinidad. I've had guests from Suriname, uh, the Netherlands. So it's really fun to bring these guests to you for you to learn from. And today we're going to talk about visibility. So without much further ado, I want to bring onto the screen Louise Brogan. How are you today, Louise? I am great, Dorit. I absolutely love the jingle. <laughs> Yay, I do. I do too. I do too. I get questions for those of you watching, listening. Um, my son wrote and sang and recorded that for me. Um, it has a new video with it this year for season three, but I've used it ever since um, the seventh episode. So um, really, really excited for you to hear that. So I see Dr. Shanna Scott is here. Hi, how are you? Uh, welcome everybody. So those of you who are watching um, on YouTube or um, Facebook or LinkedIn, welcome. If you're listening to Strategy Talks as a podcast, I want to make sure that you know you're welcome as well. Louise, we're going to talk about visibility on LinkedIn today. But before we do, let me just tell everybody who you are. Louise Brogan empowers entrepreneurs and professionals to shine on LinkedIn through her boutique agency and popular podcast and YouTube channel, LinkedIn with Louise. A champion of small businesses, she hosts local networks with King Charles and even visited Downing Street, proving the power of LinkedIn for personal growth. So let's talk about that. You went to Downing Street and you met the king together yeah. at the same time? No, <laughs> separately. I've been to Downing okay. Street twice, um, representing my myself as a business. But then last in 2023, um, no, 2022, November 22. I was invited to Buckingham Palace um, and I ended up in a lineup of 10 people meeting King Charles um, at a reception for small businesses and their contributions to the UK economy. And it was phenomenal. So it was. Awesome. That's great. I see that we have a first timer here. Um, Shanna Scott says she's a first timer here. So that's awesome. Louise, we're going to jump right in, right? Yes. So building a genuine network. It's crucial for visibility. We know that. If you're visible on LinkedIn, you've, you're visible to those who have opportunities for you. How can individuals overcome that fear of that cold outreach or starting 
meaningful conversations with people they don't know. So for example, um, Shauna is here. It's first time here. What could we do or how could we do that cold outreach? I mean, this is an easy one, right? We're live. She's in the comments. We're going to yeah. make sure we get to know her. But if you're on LinkedIn and can you join conversations like that? Can you do cold outreach? It's just a question that I have because sometimes I feel a little worried about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the things that makes it a little bit easier for people to wrap their head around this is if you imagine LinkedIn is like an online version of your favorite industry conference or event. So you and I, maybe we are talking about going to Inbound Live later on this year. So when we go there, and if I flew over to America for this, I might know some people who are who would be there, but I, when I walk in the door, I might not have arranged to meet anybody there. So I might walk in the door and I don't know anybody there. So this is me arriving on LinkedIn. I know that people that I've worked with are on here, but how do I find them and what are they doing? Or what, what if they're on here, but they never post anything? What am I going to do? So when you, like in a real life, real life event, you see conversations happening on LinkedIn. You might see a live stream on LinkedIn. You might see a LinkedIn audio. And you'll see other people who are attending that conversation or live stream or even just a post on LinkedIn that you see and you think, oh, that's really interesting what that person said. Oh, look, here's some people commenting underneath it. It's a very natural next step to say, oh, I really like uh, Dr. Shannon, what you said in the comments when, when we were both watching Louise and Doreen on their live show, I'd love to connect with you. As in, if we were at the per event in person, and you and I are both in a massive hall and we're both listening to somebody on stage and you're sitting next to me. And afterwards I turn to you and I say, well, what did you think of that speaker? What did you think of what they said? Or, I thought that was really interesting how they talked about X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden you're connecting with somebody and you're networking and LinkedIn is no different. Um, I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to go and connect with as many people as possible. But actually it's far better and much more strategic to connect and build a small, mighty network of people who you like what, they, what they're posting about, you like having conversations with them, and they are interested in what you have to say on LinkedIn. That's far more powerful than just connecting with anybody and everybody and hoping that something you, you say lands with the right person. Okay, so you're saying, let me just rephrase it, that cold outreach is better if it's not 100% cold. So if you're actually, meeting each other in the comments or you have a mutual friend or yes. you've worked at the same place or something yes. like that. And I love that, um, mm -hmm. that you talked about conference. Cause that's exactly what I would do. If I walked into linked, um, inbound, which I have been there alone, I would look to a group of people who would be inviting and just kind of open their circle up so I can stand yeah. with them or somebody who's drinking a coffee by themselves. And I'm like, Hey, where'd you get the coffee? How is it kind of thing where you yes. have that conversation? So I love that. And how does that raise visibility? So when you, so if you and I, if, we're, if we go to LinkedIn and we see a post and you can't, you can do cold outreach because you could be going to LinkedIn looking specifically for someone who does something that you need help with. So when you find that person, look down through what their most recent activity is. What are their most recent posts? Have they posted? And half the time, in fact, a lot of the time, they've not posted anything, but they might have commented on somebody else's post. You raise your visibility by commenting on other people's posts. Yes, I absolutely advocate that you share your own content on LinkedIn. 
but half the half your work on LinkedIn is actually raising your visibility by commenting strategically on other people's posts. And how is it strategic? Say you work with uh, female entrepreneurs, right? Uh, who else works with female entrepreneurs? Say somebody owns an online business. Maybe um, a coach, a business coach who works specifically with female entrepreneurs. So just, just your strategy here is go and connect with the person who works with the audience that you want to work with and somebody who's active on LinkedIn. So when that person posts something on LinkedIn, and there's a nice little trick here, every per everybody's profile has a little bell on it. And if you go to that person's profile on their introductory card, which is the bit at the top of their profile, it has their name, their headline, um, hopefully their banner image, not always. But on the right-hand side, you'll see a little bell. If you click on that bell, every time that person posts, you get notified. Then you go and you see what they've written their post about and you leave a comment for it. And the people in that person's network will see your name and your headline. So your headline needs to be strong enough that people are interested enough to find out more about you. So I call having a clickable headline. So if your current LinkedIn headline is Louise Brogan, CEO, it's not very clickable. But if you say Louise Brogan, LinkedIn consultant and trainer working with professional services, and you think, oh, that's what I do. I'm interested to know more about Louise. Well, they don't just come across me. They find me through my activity on LinkedIn. So if we look at, um, say, somebody who coaches women, in online business, and that's my target market, then if I'm commenting on their posts, you know that, that the people that that coach is building their network of are going to see your profile. You're, they're going to see your name and your headline, and they're gonna click on your profile to find out more about you. Okay, so I love that, commenting. Let's dive into that a little bit. What kind of commenting should we think about? Because let's just put it right out there there's a lot of ai bots commenting and i'd heard about it have you seen that yet it just happened to me the other day not on my own content <laughs> but somebody in my network was talking about ai about an what? ai tool and I, think because it had, I know it had the word ai in it there were five in a row five comments that all started with the same sentence like um pretty interesting or in incredibly um uh uh, in, something about interesting and they all had the first same line and yeah. then it had two sentences so they were all the same size had the same premise and they were ai bots just have people put their bots on the comments now that's not true engagement so no. what should we comment what should we not comment are there some rules some strategies for yeah. getting seen in the comments Yes, absolutely. And what I've seen with the AI, they're get, as, as with everything, they're evolving and getting cleverer. They are pulling out the key phrase, the key action and the key location from your post. And they're saying, Louise, it's lovely that you were engaging with so many small businesses at the House of Lords in London. And I'm like, that was an AI bot. That's not a person. The person would say that. That's so weird. <laughs> um, so uh, what is a genuine comment? So if you think about LinkedIn as being a place to build relationships and have conversations, let's go back to our virtual inbound experience. We're walking in the door and I meet you and we you know, we have a, we fall over something or something and there's a bit of a joke. What would I say to you? It's the same thing. It's the same conversational type of post. So it might be, 
um, if you post something and say, I'm really excited, I'm going to um, TubeFest in England in May, um, I'm looking forward to this, this uh, conference that's all about YouTube in England, um, is anyone else going? Well then, what would I naturally say to you? I would say, oh, I'm going to that too. Oh, that'd be really cool if we can meet up because, you know, I've been following you on LinkedIn here. I mean, it's, there's being strategic and there's being human, you know? And if we can write posts, the goal for me on LinkedIn is to create content that sparks conversation. And what does conversation look like? It's really like a written down version of what I'd probably say if we were speaking in person. Um, to a point, obviously, but it wouldn't be like, wow, see you there. <laughs> She'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what wow, see you there does, that stops the conversation because yep. it doesn't keep it going, right? Yep. So it has to have a, it has to have a conversation where you're inviting the person to come back yes. and, and continue the conversation, correct? It, it could be, wow, see you there. Have you booked your flight? Or, um, is it, you know, or oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. Is there any, who's speaking that I might know about? Or what's it about? You know, it is literally natural conversation. Now, it does, of course, it gets to a point where, do you remember there was a, there was a social media app? I can't remember what it was. One of the big social media apps where you had to have the last word or else it said you hadn't finished your conversation. Oh, I yes. I think, was. It was, I think it was Facebook. It was, it was so Facebook Messenger. Yes. Facebook Messenger because it was responses. And it, I had, I'm a community manager. So, and, yeah. and a, and a, and a um, social media manager. So I had at that point, I think like 12 clients, yeah. their engagement rate would go down based on the messenger activity. But didn't have the last was like, there was nothing else to say. I would just literally put a dot or like there was, I couldn't make a message, but yeah, that is, that is crazy. I remember I remember, that. Oh I remember literally saying to people, I, I know this sounds really weird, but can you not reply to me now? Because I need to wrap this message up. And they'd be like, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, you still uh, again. You just did it again. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I think that was about five years ago, five, six years yeah. ago. I think it drove me nuts. Yes. That was back when I had to do um when I when I had to do when my business did more social media than just LinkedIn and it was just one of those silly frustrating things. But all that being said, so I I had done a post on LinkedIn. Um, recently I got a lot of engagement on it and I get, I'm getting lots of people in the comments and they're they're responding to everything and I, oh it was, it was a big podcast that I was on that's what it was it's still like 60 comments and at this stage I'm like I know I know by my own rules that strategically I want to respond to each person so that they feel they, they know that I've read their message and I do want to you know appreciate them responding to me but I have run out of things to say <laughs> So I was just this morning, I was like four more comments I had no responses to. And I just thought, oh, breaking my own rules here. But thanks so much, Joan. Um, you know, nice to meet you, Doreen. <laughs> well, I mean, but you should you should respond. So let's talk about the Facebook, because this brings me to the LinkedIn algorithm. Why yes. is that a rule? Why should you respond? And what does that do to the algorithm? Or is there anything? We're talking 2024. Is there anything that you've seen shift in the last six months or year? or that you're expecting to shift going mm. into this year. Um, carousels last year did well, but not the ad carousels and polls are doing well. What are you seeing? Because we, we want to optimize, right? We want to, yeah. when we post something, 
yeah. we we want to be seen. I have posted stuff, and if I have crickets after like six hours, I'm deleting it. I mean, is that a good thing? <laughs> like, what should we do? <laughs> I, I don't. I tend not to do that. But um, so I did read something, and I'm always one of the the key. If you are an expert in a particular area, and my expertise is in LinkedIn. That does not mean you stop learning from other people who are also operating in this space. And I saw a really interesting post this week, and I'm going to apply it, I think. And it said, don't tag people in your posts. Now, if you have to tag a person, so say you've got a guest in your podcast, of course you're going to tag them. But we still see people tagging multiple people in their posts. And this person saying, don't you don't tag more than one person. And they said, don't put a link in your post, but I, I hate this kind of trickery, Dorian. Um, I do go too. back, I do go too. back an hour later and add the link in. I'm like, life is too short for me to do that. You know, I may I know. have, I may not have 150,000 followers on LinkedIn, but actually, for my sanity, I just posted the link, then think, oh, go back in an hour and add the link in. Um, but basically, less less tagging of people in your posts, um, and no adding links. And I know that's not a new strategy, but I am curious to see whether it does actually impact the reach. I honestly, nobody knows what the algorithm does. And people who say they do are really telling porky pies, unless they actually work the head of the team in charge of it. Because even the people in the team, I'm sure, don't know what right. the left hand side of the team's right. doing versus the right. Um, I think the, the key thing is build an audience around you who actually care about what you're talking about post consistently around that topic. So if you follow me because you're like, oh, Louise seems to know about LinkedIn, I'm going to follow her for LinkedIn tips. And I start talking about um, how to be a, how to become a speaker. Yes, that's something I do, but I don't talk about it on LinkedIn. I don't, I don't teach people how to become a speaker. My whole business is built around helping people get visibility on LinkedIn. So if I only really talk about LinkedIn and visibility of on LinkedIn, then people are like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I like what she says. I'm engaging with her stuff. So they're going to show you more of my stuff again. If you follow me and I go off on a tangent and start talking about, um, and this does, this happens every year for me around November, because that's when I'm really wearing my small business champion hats. And I talk sure. a lot about small businesses. So I see a, a drop off in the content that I'm talking about LinkedIn and a ramp up of the small business. So there is a, a wee bit of a disconnect for me there, but it's something I'm passionate about. So, you know, that's that's just what I do. Um, but if you're following me for LinkedIn tips and I just start talking about podcasting and YouTube channels and Facebook and Instagram, then you'd be like, oh, well, like I'll just follow somebody else for my LinkedIn tips. Um, mm. So create a network of people that are interested, interesting, and share content that people actually want to hear from you. And I mean, it's it it hasn't changed that much in all the years social media has been around. You want to create content that helps other people. And that's that is literally why they follow you and engage with you. And that's how you drum up business. And yes, you can footer around with when do I put my link in and how many, you know, what if what if I do go to an event and there's 17 of us in the picture and I want to tag all 17 of them because they're all my friends then just do it. Don't overthink it. Right. Well, what I've noticed when I I made a podcast image at the end mm. of the year where I tagged all of last year's 2023's podcast guests. And while it had tons of comments and engagement, their reach was not very large because yes. it just only stayed within. Um, I recently I did a post about speaking, which is why you and I were talking about speaking. 
And I tagged the organizers of some of the events because a lot of people ask me like, hey, you're speaking in the UK or hey, you're speaking here. How do you get these speaking gigs? So I was like, I'll just share it because right now speaker season, like application yeah. season, everything is open. And while there's a lot of comments and while a lot of people see it, the reach isn't, it doesn't go beyond my network yeah. because I yeah. tagged people. I think, I think that's what, if I reverse engineer what's happening with these posts is when yeah. you tag a bunch of people, it stays within your network. But when you don't face LinkedIn, like serves it to more people. That's what yeah. I have seen. I think you're right. And that makes a lot of sense in terms of what this other person was saying, you know, just in fact they were saying don't tag anybody and um, that makes a lot of sense because I had a post and it was it was a really strong post a couple of weeks ago I wish I knew which one it was I could direct people to it and the views on it are so small and I was like this is like this is like a really big deal this post um but the views on it are really small it was about it was something about women women supporting women and I maybe had tagged maybe I tagged like four or five women in admiration and it has stayed within a really small reach, but it has got 40 or 50 comments. So I think that, I think, I think we've just worked that out together. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'm writing down a timestamp. I've got to go send this out to everybody. Now, I, I really think from what I've seen, because I don't tag a lot of people a lot of times. I don't do posts why I tag. I mean, I, the last one was in December and now just recently one. Um, yeah. I don't do that a lot, but those posts where you think that those would do really well have really just stayed within my network and yeah. everything else is it's open season. You know, LinkedIn will show it to more people. So very, very um, interesting. Mm. Good so, detective work. <laughs> I know, I know. So for like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small teams, um, how can we scale? to to do this right so you just said oh i don't have time to put links in the comments how can we scale being consistent on linkedin how can we create a strategy do you recommend oh, that's a second question do you recommend somebody saying well you know you have a marketing strategy then you have a social media strategy and then under that needs to live your linkedin strategy is that what you mm -hmm. recommend or is it be part of your social strategy so well the clients we work with they're, the only social media they're doing is LinkedIn most, okay. by, for the most part, which actually I was, at, I, I was at an event last week in London and there was a marketing strategist, a friend of mine, chatting to another at a small business and she had mentored this small business and the small business owner said, the best advice you gave me was to focus on one platform and it saved so much time because I'm not worrying about the other ones and and. And just you could see, literally see the weight coming off her, you know, lifting the, the load off her. So there's, there is, you know, best advice and, and biggest reach and do all this and all these platforms. And then there's also the mental load of actually, where are my clients? Are they on Instagram? Then I'm just going to do Instagram. Are they on LinkedIn? Then I'm just going to do LinkedIn. And that, that just shortens up so much time for people. Now, if you are, so you're a solopreneur, you thought, right, okay, Louise, I'm going to go for LinkedIn. I think this is where my clients are. Um, I think you can, this is where you can use AI to your advantage. So you can go to something like ChatGPT and you can say, okay, I want to talk about um, how to use LinkedIn for business. And like, I know, I know, I know my stuff, but that doesn't mean that I know strategically what I be what content I should be sharing on LinkedIn. So can I please have 
six ideas of content to share on LinkedIn across the next three months. And it'll give you like a list of things. Now, do not then ask it to write your posts because they are truly awful. And in my opinion, truly awful. But you take it as a first step and then you can go and create posts from it. But the key here is, say if you say next three months, that is 12 weeks. And Louise is saying six ideas. How can, that's not very much. But take one piece and repurpose it. So you've got... Maybe it says how to how to write your LinkedIn profile. Okay, well, Louise, I can create maybe a post out of that. But then you can turn that into a carousel PDF post. You can turn it into um, a graphic. You can turn it into an audio clip. You can turn it into a YouTube video. You maybe start with one thing. Maybe you start with the video and then you extract the text and turn that into the post. So that, and those six pieces of content will easily stretch across three months. But having a system in place for doing that, and if you're like, Louise, this has like way too much work, get an assistant to help you. Get a virtual assistant. You know, you can get virtual assistants for really reasonable prices who, as long as they know what they're doing, you say, here's my, here's my original piece of content. Can you please go and create four pieces of content out of this for me to share with my LinkedIn network? And, um, you know, for solopreneurs especially, we have found... So, in my agency, we write content for our clients. That's the other option is you just outsource it to someone like us. Um, but we find for the CEO or the solopreneur or the, whoever's running the business, two posts a week is absolutely plenty on LinkedIn, which is another reason why I like LinkedIn so much. You don't have to think about posting daily. Um, you don't have to come up with like multiple stories per day, all that stuff, all that kind of stuff. I was about to say nonsense and that's not fair. It's disrespectful to people who have other platforms that they yeah. build their stuff on. Um, but you can really raise your profile and your visibility on LinkedIn with honestly one or two posts a week because the majority of people are still not posting anything on this platform. Right. Can you make any headway? And this is a side question. Can you make any headway on LinkedIn if all you're doing is posting? And not connecting. You should need to connect yeah. with people as well. I think. Yeah. So you yeah. need to not just post, you need to connect, but you also need to engage, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So my, the, the four, I talk about four key pillars of LinkedIn. Number one, okay. get, your, get your profile optimized. So, so important because whenever you do comment and people go to your profile, if it's not been up to date, it's not been updated in the last couple of years and what they're reading, they're like, this has nothing to do with me. That's, you know, your foundation piece is having an optimized profile. And I have, Tons of videos on YouTube that people can do that and just walk through themselves and do that. Um, so get your profile straight. Figure out your content. So you're going to post content. That's pillar two. Number three is build a network of people that you actually want to engage with. And it can be two to three people a day. And you find them because of the comments they leave on other people's stuff. Um, and then the fourth one is community. So commenting and engaging with the other people's content on LinkedIn. And honestly, Doreen, I think that if you do nothing at all, even if you don't make any posts of your own, you make, you make one post a month, go and engage on other people's content because people will see your name and your headline and the people who are interested in what you have to do, they click on your profile and they go and they read your about section. And if it's well-written, they reach out to find out more about you. You don't even need to be posting regularly, although I think that you should. <laughs> this is wonderful. Louise, you are full of great information. So many great points you made. 
how can people connect with you? Where do you want to direct them? Do you want them to connect with you on LinkedIn or YouTube or both? Or both, yeah. So it's Louise Brogan everywhere. Websites even call it louisebrogan.com. I have a free um, download that people can get when they go over there um, that helps you figure out what you should be doing on a weekly, daily basis on LinkedIn. Um, but connect with me here on LinkedIn and send me a message and say you heard me on um, the Strategy Talk Show. Okay, so and then if you want to see and hear Louise speak and myself speak, come to TubeFest yeah. in the UK, Birmingham, uh, May 23rd. Both of us will be speakers. We're talking video. I'm going to talk about this show, Strategy Talks, and how you as a small business owner can grow your business um, using a show like this. Um, you know, what you can learn from that, the lessons I've learned in the last two years. Louise, what will you be speaking about? I'm going to talk about how I have generated a lot of business and revenue through my YouTube channel, which is about LinkedIn um, and how I'm, how I'm getting found by really highly qualified clients through the content I'm putting out on YouTube. So it's all, it's all about business strategy on YouTube versus I am not, I'm not a professional YouTuber. Go and see the guys who talk about how to build a you know video properly sure. <laughs> for that. Sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here with me, Louise. It was fantastic. You and I met once um, at Social Media Marketing World, and now we're going to meet again this year. I'm so yeah. glad you were on Strategy Talks today. Thank you for those of you who were here in the comments. Thank you for those of you who are listening to Strategy Talks as a podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much for watching and listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.